Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in, I sure do appreciate you joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. Hopefully it maybe gets you through part of your day, uh, dishes or vacuuming, sweeping, diapers, working outside in the yard, building fence, driving up and down the road, getting ready for work or getting home from work, conference periods, lunch, maybe around a dinner table uh, as a family. That would be great. Hopefully I do a good enough job that that's uh, feasible for y'all, for your family to listen to the podcast and kind of learn something together as a whole group. And... uh, And I'll keep working toward that, have a little family roundtable or after dinner. So, not a whole lot on the homestead, have not made much progress in the garden, don't have to mow because everything's still dead and the wind is still blowing like a hairdryer and no rain. So... That's where we're at on the homestead. If you get a chance to tell one person about the podcast, I would appreciate it. Oh, I don't know if y'all can hear the rooster. He's decided to let himself be known. And if you get a chance to subscribe to the special episodes, the extra episodes on Buzzsprout, I would be very grateful for that too. We try and do a few each week or I'm trying to so uh, you can check them out there if you get a chance Mm. and I think that's about it Father thank you for today thank you for you and your son Jesus Christ and your Holy Spirit thank you for the time to record this podcast thank you for the people that listen to it share it Subscribe to the additional episodes. Be with them and their families. Guide them. Bless them. Help us to turn back to you as a nation. Help us to help those that have less than we do. Watch over those, Lord, who defend us and defend freedom and liberty, who are willing to risk their lives. Uh, Help us to remember the cost that our founders and previous generations paid to maintain liberty, uh, to create our Bill of Rights, and help us not to shrink from the duty that we're called to. And guide my words, Father, please. In your Son's name we pray. Amen. So we're going to start a new little series today, uh, maybe a pretty short series. And we're going to talk about literacy rates over several decades. Uh, And if we get a chance, I'm not sure we're going to, uh, we'll talk about biblical literacy rates in particular. But we kind of talked about this on the, the last series as far as the price that our founders paid for freedom. 
and, and really the price that was paid for centuries in Europe as men and women stood up to, to spread the word of God and, and what a steep price they paid. And then coming to America for the ability to worship God freely uh, or the ability not to. Uh, of course, there's consequences that come with that decision, but we are given it. And, and then just, you know, kind of the quotes that we ended the last series with talking about how, how much we seem to have forgotten uh, how much it cost our founders to secure liberty. And, uh, and how that ties into the inability to read and write, uh, the lack of education, the Bible not being in the center of education, particularly foremost, and then uh, the ability to read just in general the English language. And so we're going to kind of run through a few different things. So when we, let me see if I can get all my brain straight. Uh, when we took God out of school, uh, there were some pretty dramatic effects. And, and really, folks, I'm going to read just a little statistic here. But if you really want to know, go talk to anybody that's involved in education that's, that's really honest, that doesn't have some kind of axe to grind or their own personal agenda, and ask them what the, the greatest problem in education or, or, you know, the flip side of that, what would help the most. And they're going to tell you that the biggest problem is broken families, dysfunctional families. You know, even if they're married, but the, the marriage is really dysfunctional or, or the divorces and the remarries and the, whatever they call them, the blended families now or something like that. If you talk to anybody in education that's really honest, doesn't matter counselor, teacher, administrator, police officer that's there for the school district, they're going to tell you how shocking it is the number of broken families we have. And then the percentage of kids that have big time emotional discipline problems, academic problems, come from those broken families. Does that mean that all of those kids cause problems? No, not at all. There's some kids in those schools that come from those those broken homes that are still really phenomenal kids and it's and it's quite impressive that they're able to do that despite the handicap. Um, on a national stage, Ben Carson's the one that always pops into my mind. You know, Ben Carson is arguably one of the very smartest doctors in the entire country and uh, was raised by his mother. So there's absolutely exceptions, but if you look at it as a whole, and interestingly enough, Ben Carson has talked about the importance of, of family. But if you look at it as a whole, the majority of problems that we have in public education, the majority of those kids come from broken homes. 
And that's just numbers, folks. Some of y'all are going to be, that's going to make you uncomfortable. It's going to step on your toes. You know, I step on my own toes here um, often enough. So uh, it's not that I, I want to step on your toes, but we really need to start to be able to have some honest conversations so that we can maybe make some changes in our own generation, but certainly help our children to make better choices than we made, right? I mean, because if, if you get down to it, if we, if we can't go back and fix our mistakes, which sometimes you can't, folks, sometimes you can't. I mean, there's eternal forgiveness from Jesus Christ, but there's also earthly consequences. You know, you cheat on your spouse, you can turn to God for forgiveness, but there's going to be consequences for that. And, and so the, my whole point is maybe we can help our future generations avoid some of these. So this is a little excerpt out of the, uh, well, my brain just completely, the Founder's Bible, right, from Wall Builders, uh, Barton, a phenomenal resource, talk about it often. Uh, just a little paragraph here. Why is this, the Bible in education, no longer practiced today? Because in 1962 and 1963, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that after 320 years of, quote, the fear of the Lord, end quote, being central to America's educational philosophy, it was time to make a change, that it was time for public education to become completely secular. The difference between the two, these two approaches has been dramatic and measurable. For example, following the introduction of the new educational policy excluding the fear of the Lord, academic knowledge plummeted, evidenced by the dramatic decline in college-bound student scholastic aptitude test scores. So they put a little chart in here and you can see the average score leading up to 1962 was around 970. And then between 62 and 76, give or take, it dropped down to around 890, which may not sound like a lot, and perhaps it wouldn't be if it was an individual, but that's the average score, and it really hung around there. It hung around 900 for the next 20 years, and that's the end of the chart, and I don't know what the scores have done in the last couple decades, but it's just one little indication, folks. You can, again, go walk to schools for a couple weeks, and you'll see uh, plenty of other indicators. One of our founders quotes talking about why it was so important to study the Bible. Uh, John Quincy Adams talking to his son. So great is my veneration for the Bible and so strong my belief that when duly read and meditated on, it is of all books in the world that which contributes most to make men good, wise, and happy, that the earlier my children begin to read it, the more steadily they pursue the practice of reading it throughout their lives, the more lively and confident will be my hopes that they will prove useful citizens to their country, respectable members of society, and a real blessing to their parents. You look at society today as we become more and more godless, you see the uh, 
sexual deviancy just of all kinds, uh, LGBTQ, IEA, plus, negative, equal sign, whatever, I don't know, community. You look at uh, the drag shows for kids, the, the sexual deviancy being pushed in schools for kids. You look at the increased anxiety and depression, uh, suicidal ideations. I just read through something uh, out of the Epic Times, a little statistic this week talking about the fact that I think in 2021 suicide attempts, I believe it was suicide attempts, but it might have been just suicides, were up 33% in the military over the previous five-year average. And you can't, there's no denying that we are doing the same thing in the military that we have been doing in education. And we've been pushing that way in the military for decades too. You can talk to people that have been in it. You see the feminist push, the pretending that men and women are the same push. You see the rejection of God, uh, the rejection of the commands and the morals of God, the, the introduction of the, the evil godless values of the left, the homosexuality, just across the board. And so, I mean, the statistic that members in the military are more suicidal, more depressed, more emotionally disturbed, it's not really that shocking. And it's, it's not going to get any better, folks. You might have a year where it gets a little better, maybe even a couple. But the trend overall is going to get worse and worse. And of course, that's why you see the shortfalls in the military, which is a volunteer organization right now. Uh, although there, I've heard some whisperings of reinstituting the draft because of the shortfalls. Uh, but those, I think, are just whisperings right now. But the difference between that and public education is you have to go to school. And, and really, really have to because your parents have to pay taxes and so if they try and send you to private school or try and homeschool you, they have to pay those bills, and then they still have to pay the taxes to support somebody else's kids in public education in a system that they don't approve of, which is why universal school choice, uh, you really have to go a step further, just like we can identify charitable organizations on our tax return that we want to give our money to we need those kind of tax identifiers for schools so that we can identify what K through 12 schools and universities and colleges we want to give our money to. Because it's not the government's money. It's, it's the citizens that worked for it, and our founders understood that. And when we don't have God in the center of that education, right, like John Quincy Adams was talking about in his quote, then we produce more and more citizens uh, that are not useful citizens to their country, that are not respectable, upright members of societies, and who are certainly not a blessing to their parents. Another quote from Adams, with regard to the history contained in the Bible, it is not so much praiseworthy to be acquainted with as it is shameful to be ignorant of it. Uh, and we'll, we'll end with that quote today. We'll come back to this series. But so true, so true. Well, you know what, we'll pick that up again. Uh -huh.
when we come back. If you get a chance, folks, and you can share the podcast with one other person, I would appreciate it. If you can subscribe, it's $3 a month, and you get all the extra episodes each week, so not a whole lot. If you can find $3 and change in your couch cushion and at any rate, I would appreciate it. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless your marriages. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.